This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome back to ATB Pod. I'm joined today by at Cleveland Spider with a Y himself, John Kaufman, and at ATB Goose with a capital G, Eric Geisler. We're here. We're going to talk to you guys about the best bets of the weekend because we like money. We hope you like money. And if you listen to our stuff or read our stuff, we're going to win you some money. Um, so we're going to talk about our best bets. Eric and John are going to be here to be wrong, and then I will prove them right. That's the only reason I have them on. And we'll go from there. Uh, welcome to the show, boys. Hello. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, you guys ready to be wrong about every single thing you say? Because only I can be right on the show. I mean, yeah, I've been, you know, wrong every day, every week. Why not, you know, <laughs> what's one more day? Pile it on. Let's do it. Yeah, I've made no, a career. <laughs> These guys are great. If you, Eric dominates every DFS league he's ever been in. Um, I don't know why he doesn't like, enter into the big tournaments. And John Kaufman, that man has won me money through sports betting this year. My first time doing it, and he's walked me through it. And if you don't read his articles, you're wasting money. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just kind of want to start out with a couple of interesting storylines through the weekend. If you guys have any, feel free to throw them in. But Mine's obviously the great Earl Thomas, and this is going to ruffle Eric's feathers quite a bit. The best free safety in NFL history, Earl Thomas. He's going back to Seattle this weekend, and it's it's interesting because the Ravens went and got Marcus Peters to solidify the secondary, but I think that they were looking at the Marcus Peters from 2016 uh, because Marcus Peters has been pretty washed up the last three years. Uh, you can only play him in a zone. And then at that, he can only keep people in front of him. So for the Ravens, I guess that's a kind of good thing. You want to keep people in front of you because you can't let people score big. But they're a man defense. you got Marlon Humphrey, one of the best man corners in the NFL right now. And you go and get Marcus Peters. I don't understand that trade. But Earl Thomas, going back to Seattle where he flipped the middle finger at the bench when he broke his leg again. I, I'm just – I'm always here to back Earl Thomas. The dude's one of – is the best free safety in NFL history in my eyes, which I know is upsets a lot of people. But they didn't pay this man when they could have. He played in the Super Bowl with a damn torn labrum. Ow. I know I'm not an NFL def- um, defensive back, but if I even get a little pinched nerve in my shoulder, I'm, like, done for the day. I'm laying down, like, stretching my arms in super weird ways, just trying to relieve some of the pain. And this man played with a damn torn in labrum in the Super Bowl. And I'm excited. As a Browns fan, I'm not excited because I think Earl Thomas is going to go ham on his ex-teammate Russell. But I'm excited to see that storyline play out. Uh, it's going to be a really fun game. If you're an NFL fan in general, watch that game. I'd say that's my that's my game of the week. Seahawks versus Ravens. But, yeah, Earl Thomas, 
best free safety in NFL history going back home. That's my interesting storyline of the week. Eric, you got anything? Yeah, I've got a few things. Just uh, quick hitters. Um, the Jets and Patriots play Monday nights. Pretty big matchup, really. Um, if you throw out the records, Darnold's. So you got to look for things that are different. Darnold's back from last week. C.J. Mosley is looking like he's going to play, which could be big for uh, the Jets. Um, you've got possible return of Saquon Barkley this week, um, which is always exciting. Um, out there in Oakland, uh, Tyrell Williams looks like he is probably banged up, and they acquired Zay Jones. So Zay Jones is a formal, former uh, Buffalo Bill great. He, uh, he's got some kind of college record, which I really don't know if college records mean anything because it's, it's amateur. But, uh, so yeah, anyways. Then yeah, you but gotta... that, does, wait, doesn't he have the receptions? He has something crazy. The reception record is huge, I think, right? Yeah, he has a massive uh, career receptions record. And I don't even know what team he played for because I usually just watch he's... adults play. But I think it's East Carolina. <laughs> I think he went to East Carolina. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think you're right, but he he was highly John regarded. Guy. Yeah, he was highly yeah. regarded at one time, and mm-hmm. now he's going to a new environment. Derek Carr uh, can only throw the ball like seven yards, so oh I think God. Zay Jones. He had 158 receptions his senior year. That's yeah, it. he's out of control. That's insane. So it, it wow, it's, it's worth something to watch uh, out there. See if he can get something going for the Raiders. Um, yeah, I mean, this is no disrespect to Josh Allen, but if I'm picking a quarterback, I'd rather go with Derek Carr. And do I think Josh Allen was the reason for Zay Jones sucking? I don't, but it's just it's just something to throw out there. I think Derek Carr's a much more accurate game-managing quarterback than Josh is at this point in his career. Well, I, yeah. I agree. It's a much better situation. They uh, And they don't really have anybody else. Buffalo, they like to spread it around quite a bit and run the ball. So... A uh, couple other quick hitters. I've got uh, Dallas. It's kind of in trouble right now. Mari Cooper banged up. Uh, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins banged up. Could uh, weigh pretty heavily on that game. Trubisky could possibly be back this week. Uh, I think he is back. That's bad for the Bears. Yeah, but he, he's back, so <laughs> fire up uh, New Orleans defense. Yeah. Um, Green Bay wide receiver situation. It's just to be monitored. These are all things that need to be monitored on Sunday if you're trying to go over things with a fine-tooth comb. You've got the uh, Patriots wideout situation. Uh, Dorsett or Josh Gordon, who's going to end up on the field? Josh Gordon, um, I thought two things would happen. Either he'd be suspended or he'd be really good. I didn't think a possible outcome was that he sucks ass. So it's kind of looking like... (laughs) It's kind of looking I, I like I think he'll find his guru. I think he'll find it. Well, if you, if you watch watch him, he looks big and he's muscular and he's in outstanding condition, but it, I don't see a lot of speed there. But I still I still think his time could come as well. I That's agree. what a torn hamstring does to you. It just fucks with your psyche on top of, you know, slowing down your ability to run. Like it just messes with your psyche. Yeah. It does. And it, it's an injury to just snap of the fingers and all of a sudden it's back. Like You don't know what you did. But I just thought for sure if he was on the field, he was going to be relevant. But mm-hmm. So that's kind of my look around the league at things 
that are relevant for this weekend. Yeah, John, that's those are all things that need to be monitored for sure. Uh, and with the Josh Gordon thing, uh, as John and I would know as being a Browns fan, it's I'm just done believing in him. He can be the most talented guy ever. I'm just I've never put my I'll never draft him again in a fantasy draft. I'll never think he's going to be good. I'll still draft him in Madden because I control him. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh Gordon is has been a turd so far this year. But you guys, if and gals, right now, I'm talking to you. I know you might have been listening to this podcast, but you might not have been like listening. Listen to what John's about to tell you because it's going to make you shit your brains how crazy this is. Now that I gave you that lukewarm introduction, John, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell him that stat? <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so um, anybody who has visited, and if you haven't, uh, Across the Board Sports is where all of our writing can be found. Um, we, uh, Alex Shear and I, Alex is another writer for, uh, the, for the website. He and I split the uh, NCAA Top 25 preview each week. Um, and this past week, I was uh, researching for uh, my section, which was going to be the bottom half of the top 25. And I get to number 20, Minnesota, 6-0. and They're traveling to, uh, where's uh, Piscataway, New Jersey, to take on Rutgers. And so I'm trying to come up with anything that I can to talk about for Rutgers because they're 1-5. And, and I most people are probably shocked that they have a win. Uh, so... I'm doing this research, and I just cannot believe I clicked on last week's game, and they went to uh, Indiana and got shut out 35 nothing. Okay, nothing crazy about that. And they've been shut out three times so far this year, all Big Ten games too, by the way, which is crazy. But anyways, so I'm looking at the box score for that game against Indiana, and Rutgers' quarterback, Johnny Langan, this was his stat line against Indiana. He was uh, 5 of 13 passing for one yard. One passing yard in a college football game in the year 2019 on 13 attempts. I first of all, they you lost 35 nothing. How did you only get 13 attempts in that game? Second of all, one yard. And my first reaction was I I googled um, do sack yards count against passing because I know the college is different than the NFL. And I just had it confused in my head. Sack yards count against your rushing total. So that didn't even bring down his passing total. So he legitimately, a college football quarterback, threw for one yard in an actual game. So I'd like to see that game. I'd like to see that game on the condensed version. I don't think you do. Well, I want to see the condensed version. Uh, You know what my first thought is when I hear that stat? Is uh, for some reason it's Mason Rudolph. I, uh... I don't know. I don't even. I can't I, even explain it. Give him a little bit of credit. In college, he didn't use the dump off. In college, he was a gunslinger. He was. Yeah. Him and he was. Him and James Washington, who I think James Washington might have died because we haven't seen him in about two years. But uh, yeah, him and uh, James Washington used to dominate college, and you know James Washington was thought that completely would overrated. Yeah. No, but they were. They were. Rudolph was throwing the ball down the field big time. It's not. Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray broke Baker Mayfield's all-time record last year for yards per attempt, and I'm, I would, without looking it up, I would bet that Rudolph was within a yard and a half of Kyler. I mean, he that offense is that's a cool offense at Oklahoma State. Gundy's been there forever, and they really have that thing fine-tuned. And so, and Rudolph definitely took advantage him and Washington. So it's uh, well, shocking to see him thing. not throwing the ball. 
yeah, no, you're you're yeah. not wrong, obviously. It's just, but it's shocking. You're right to see to watch Pittsburgh, and you're like, why why won't this guy throw the? This guy looks like Derek Carr. Like, why just be you, man? Yeah, just hmm. I agree. Yeah, that that is literally one of the most boring stats I've ever heard. Like. It's the most interesting, one of the most interesting stats I've ever heard, but it's the most boring stat I've ever heard in my life. Like, Browns fans, if you're listening, because uh, I know I got quite a few Browns fans that still listen to this, hold on to Baker Mayfield tonight. Tell him you love him, because you never know when you're going to be without him and have Rucker starting co- quarterback and have one yard. Speaking of the Browns, the Browns will not lose Sunday. You Are can, you making you can that put a firm that on bet? The board. Yeah, you can put. I that bet on you the board. fifty bucks. I bet they tie. Um, you're stealing actually, all my best bets, buddy. You're stealing I'll, them all right here. I'll take that bet actually because you you can't tie. That was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I that's that's a good one, Eric. But um, all right. So on that note, Eric, you gotta go now. Uh, sorry you couldn't stay the whole show. <laughs> unforeseen circumstances anyway what you all are here for the best bets of the weekend um so foreclose i mean good god disclosure foreclosure we're foreclosing the podcast (laughs) disclosure you're gonna want to only listen to what i say whatever john and eric might say to you is just a bunch of bullshit (laughs) so listen to me when they're talking just stay focused on me or i'm gonna be right in your ear the whole time now if if you're going to want to do something for real, don't listen to me. Uh, that's a thousand percent true. Both of these two know more about the betting world than I do. Um, so don't listen to me. But is that how that you uh, said, I'm going to what? Is that how you speak at your job interviews as well? Yeah, I'm like, you're going to want to hire me, but actually don't because I'm really bad at this. Yeah, my biggest, my biggest weakness is that I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. biggest weakness is I I still can't read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give you my first best bet of the week. And I I I'm already tired of the pretenders. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get a lot of clap back from it. 49ers, the Raiders, the Bills, these are all teams I would put in the pretenders category. Mm. Now, with that being said, do I think the Bills are an excellent roster? I do. Do I think the Bills are going to be good for a long time? I really do. I really do believe that. But defense used to win you championships. Now it's a above-average defense and a great offense wins you championships. Um, we saw that with the Rams. They have star players, but they didn't have an elite defense. And they just they couldn't get the job done. I'll go on around the Rams later. But what I'm putting around this is the Bills, the 49ers, and the Raiders, while they all have pieces, I don't believe they can sustain this, sustain this success. And it all lies on the most important position in football, the quarterback, Jimmy G., when forced to win games, has never been able to do it in his like 14 game career, and he's getting paid 20 some million a year to do. And he's played 14 games. That is another story. <laughs> Derek Carr, ever since his injury, has never been able to get back up to the MVP caliber. And Josh Allen, although thought otherwise by Bills Twitter, 
has never proven to be an even top 15 quarterback in the league at any given time. So, on that note, I know I just dissed the Bills for a long time, and that's not even this pick. The Oakland Raiders, minus, I mean, plus four and a half at the Packers. This is what's going on, uh, whoever's listening to this. Vegas knows you watch the Bears and Oakland game, and everyone, Vegas knows everyone wants to believe the Raiders are real now because they beat the Chase Daniels Bears on a terrible interception that a starting quarterback wouldn't make. So what I'm telling you is this is a trap game. Take the Packers minus four and a half at home. I know they don't have Devontae Adams, but this this running back tandem is truly legit. Aaron Rodgers is proven again he's the best quarterback in the NFL outside of Russell Wilson. And this Packers defense is for real, and they're going to suffocate Derek Carr on the road. All right, now I'll hear the clap back. Why am I wrong, boys? Um. That was a long-winded answer. <laughs> no. That's, I mean, you got a lot to say and, uh, you know, a lot of meaningful stuff, so no worries. Um, I So my hesitation would be uh, the Packers and how they choose to um, – how they've chosen to play on offense this year. So we've seen mm-hmm. them be successful when they have been able to build uh, leads early on. And their scoring has been – the scoring discrepancy between their first half and their second halves is unbelievable. I haven't seen, I don't think we've seen something like this in quite some time. Um, they're, they have something like 20, it's around 20 points total scored in all fourth quarters this year. Um, so I think it was the it was the Thursday night game against Philly. Um, we, I made two bets in that game. I bet the Packers, they were a pick in the first quarter, so just even. If they just have any kind of lead after the first quarter, you win the bet. And that bet cashed because they were up 7 nothing, uh, And they had the ball. I think they were driving there on like the 12-yard line about to go in. So at the very least, it could have been 10. You know, But it was that was money. That was easy. And then the line for the game was the Eagles plus four. And I just – so I took both. I did the Packers zero in the first quarter, and that hit. And then the Eagles ended up winning the game outright because you, you knew that the Packers were going to just sit on the lead if they got one and not be able to really um, play smarter, efficient ball in the second half and just watch the lead evaporate. And that has been their formula. And I guess the craziest thing is that – it's not hard to. <laughs> it's not hard to notice that for anybody. Chandler. <laughs> um, for any of us just sitting here watching football as fans and stuff. So I don't. I don't know why. Um, I don't know how their their coaching staff hasn't figured that out and said, "Gosh, we we if we build these leads, we just can't sit on it anymore. We really need to maximize and not clip Aaron Rodgers' wings in the second half." So. So I don't know. I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's tough to lay any amount of points with them just considering. I mean, if you really like Green Bay, like what I would say is maybe look at the first half line and say, you know what, I'll take Green Bay minus three in the first half. And that way you don't have to deal with any of their, you know, ineptitude in the second half. Damn. Nope. I'm sticking with you. Just God damn it. On a podcast, you just talked me out of my own pay. Really? This is some bullshit. You're that easy. You're that easy. Talk. I'm telling you, I my lifeline is John. Like I read his articles on www.atbsports.net slash John. No, I'm kidding. We don't have the slash, but seriously. Okay, all um, all we just proved right there was that Chandler is really easy, mm-hmm. and he lacks uh, conviction. But no, here's you know, the thing. What, 
That's what if we're just talking young. about if we're talking about anything outside of betting, I'm the most opinionated bastard in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't ever agree with anybody. I'm only I'm the only right one ever. But with the betting world, I've been in it for about four weeks now, so I'm just trying to learn. That's <laughs> that's what we'll go with. Anyway, Eric, talk about the pretenders real quick. I know that I know that irked you off. I heard your oof when I said it. Well, I I agree with your uh, Buffalo Bills shade that you threw um i sorry the, stephanie if you're listening yeah the <laughs> offense the offense will be a, the downfall they'll uh they'll win some games but they are not contenders and then uh, the only one i dis i kind of have a soft spot for oakland just because i'm a fanboy and i watched hard knocks so but i oh, they're God. yeah dude hard knocks was so good with gruden you watch that and tell me you're not ready to hit somebody for Gruden, but anyway, that's if you thought I, Hard Knocks was good, this was like the worst Hard Knocks in the last ten years. No, it wasn't Ratings that entertaining. Wise. It wasn't that entertaining, but Gruden, like you watch that guy, it's just like, uh huh. You want you start knocking on the table, but anyways, the the one I wanted to respond to, I agree. Oakland's they're not ready yet. They're playing hard, you know. But the one I disagree with is uh, San Francisco, and that's basically not because of their record, but just the way they're defeating people they they aren't squeaking by and they aren't um doing three end reverses for touchdowns they are thumping people and that defense is is just dominant right now and then they've got the running game going full throttle and that's not an overnight success either calling plays that's old boy uh shanahan um right and he's oh yeah you know yeah, and he's. It doesn't matter what running back they put back there; it's just getting the job done. Yeah, but here's plus, the difference. Jazeki's going to be out now. They're not going to be able to run it like they did. And McGlinchey's out. You, yeah. I. This is the boldest statement ever, but I truly believe the Redskins are going to win tomorrow. I do. No way. No I, way. I. I think they have to have like things have to happen, and this is one of the things. The 49ers are not going to go undefeated. No. And. Well, I mean, why not the Redskins? They, Case Keenum's got nothing to play for now. He's going to be slinging it all over the field. And it just takes a couple Terry McLaurin huge plays to possibly push them over the top. That's my hot take for the day. Well, but. one thing you're not considering either is that um, in life, attractive people are just more successful. Okay? And Jimmy G, <laughs> Jimmy G, call, you know, calling the shots there. All right, Case Keenum's you know, a pretty attractive yeah. dude. You're acting like he's just some freaking... You're acting like he's Jay Cutler back there. Anyway, we've spent way too damn long on the Packers versus the Raiders. Who wants to throw out a best bet? Well, uh, I I would say that we should continue to comment on the sexiness of uh, various quarterbacks. <laughs> it's um, undeniable. But, but we could, well, we could shift. Play this weekend. We could shift yeah. the focus to the best bets. That's for sure. <laughs> I my um, next one. This I'll, I'll just actually give my next one because. I just want three words out of both of you. I know it's hard to put. There's three words because this one does, should not be talked about that much. Uh-huh. I'm taking Miami plus 17 at Buffalo. My three words are Bills can't score. That's all I got. Uh-huh. Oh, I got another one too. Fitzmagic comes home. I think he's going to put on a show. <laughs> uh, Goose, you got three words? I can give you three words. I'll go with... Uh... <laughs> Shut the, the hell up. <laughs> Is that um, your three words to me? <laughs> well, I I agree with your, your call, so it's kind of hard to oh, make fun of you right now. 
17 is too many. 17 is too many. Is that one word? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, too many. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, my three words are going to be lay the points. And yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is, uh, we, we are seeing things in the NFL now that we are just not accustomed to. I mean, Miami has been gigantic underdogs in just about every game, and they're they're not covering any of these spreads. I mean, Dallas, there was 20, 22 points that thing closed at, and Dallas covered. And then the massive point spread to New England, and New England covered. I mean, it's incredible. So I looked this up, that in the past five years, NFL teams are 21-11 and 11 against the spread when they're favored by 14 or more points. Oh my gosh. That's, That's unthinkable. I, If you looked at that in like the early, let's say the 2000s and the early 2010s, there's no way that they have a positive, a plus 500 record. I mean, books wouldn't, books would be scared out of their minds to post any line that big because every sharp guy in the world is going to come flying in and take the points. I mean, you just, it's just hard to do it. Hard. It's hard. To and you don't even need to know, Oh, it is, but you like, but in those older, um, in the former years, you wouldn't even need to know who the teams were. It wouldn't even matter. You wouldn't care. You would just wait. Wait, I'm sorry. There's an NFL team getting 16 and a half. You're like, forget it. I'm just. I don't care who the teams are, where the game is, what the weather. I don't care anybody. It's just take the points. Yeah, and that's shocking. You're just seeing something different now. So I would say lay the points with Buffalo. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh did you hire a producer finally or is that you getting better? <laughs> uh, that's me still being shit. Wow. Uh, for you guys listening, wow. I'm still trying to get like a feel of this, so we'll we'll get better at that. But John, um, once again, just digging deep on the stats, I just I, I just like it. I like that it. was a good stat, I, and I I would have never thought that. I since it blew oh, my mind when I heard. It. Okay, he's got that, and uh, also there was a quarterback that threw for one yard. So you guys are just yeah. getting filled with awesome stats today. But we're just getting started. We're already two of four of my best bets done, and John just keeps disproving them. I might as well go ahead and finish them. <laughs> go right ahead. My third best bet is Rams versus Falcons over 54.5. My reason being uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to take a minute to get settled in. Now, Jalen Ramsey, Eric Weddle, and Aaron Donald is – most definitely the best trio in NFL defensive history if they can all play as well as they're capable of. But it's Jalen's first game back. Akeem Tlaib just went to the IR. Marcus Peters went over to Baltimore. And this Falcons secondary, it's getting overlooked because of how bad Philadelphia is. But this Falcons secondary for a team that's supposed to be good is absolutely awful. I mean, the... The Dolphins secondary is just as good as this Falcons. So I think this is going to be Jared Goff's coming out party. Uh, If Todd Gurley plays, I don't know if he is. Uh, I think he'll get a couple touchdowns. But regardless of who, they're going to have a couple rushing touchdowns from Henderson or Brown. But I think Julio and Matt are going to have, like, we're still here. And Jared Goff's going to, I'm back, bitches. Uh, That's my take because it's not going to be a defensive showdown in my eyes. Yeah, the only question on this game was, where to set the line. I Whoever made the line probably had trouble not breaking the record. I mean, all the yeah. things you said about Atlanta are completely true. And they're actually, uh, perception, you know, if you have a one bad unit, it can change the perception. Like, Matt Ryan's having a hell of a year, and 
it feels like he's terrible. You know, if you don't look at the yep. stats, it just kind of feels it feels dirty. And yep. <laughs> there's there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do right now. Keanu Neal's, I believe he's still hurt. Um, yep. I believe he tore something again. Yeah, he might. I didn't see the actual injury, but it it's. Oh, he doesn't help much in the passing secondary, but damn, he's uh he's very good in the run game. Well, when you're that bad, um, it doesn't even matter what you do well. Like if you can name one thing a guy does well, he's gonna be a welcomed addition to that unit. I mean, mm-hmm. even if he does, just somebody that doesn't stink at this point, you know, would be an improvement. They're they're on a pace for one of the worst defensive seasons all all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. All right, now, John, I'm ready for you. Since Eric's agreed with me, I'm ready for you to make me feel stupid. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> he okay. says it so politely. Well, well all right. Uh, that's, I mean, sure, if you want me to... Uh, no, well, A, that's never the intention, first of all. And second of all, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine this game, either team showing up with any kind of a defense that we just haven't really seen so far. I mean... The Rams are a little bizarre in that they're they Wade Phillips' scheme uh, they he schemes to play against the pass and they sort of don't really care about the run. So last year when they got to the Super Bowl, their defense was very good. But if you looked it up with a rushing defense, they were giving up something like five point two or five yards a carry, and you're like, wait a minute, how is this team so good if? You, they're giving up, you know, that kind of rushing, uh, you, you know, um, what's called per attempt, uh, yards per attempt. And like I said, it's by design. So Phillips, he, he sort of realizes that, um, you know, rushing, passing is way more efficient. It's way, if you have to pick your poison, you want to be better against the pass in the NFL because if you're not, you're, you're just really hard to win, obviously. And even if a team is good at running the ball against you, it takes time and it's, you know, it's harder and things like that. So you can, you could maybe catch up if you were behind versus a team that can really just run. But if a team can throw against you, think Matt, Matt Ryan, the 2016 Falcons. I mean, that team, they blew the doors off everybody because they were so good at passing the ball. So, um, but yeah, but the Rams defense, so that's a little strange the way they set things up, but they just don't really, you know, they don't, he doesn't really focus on stopping the run because it's not as efficient as stopping the pass. And so, um, but regardless, they haven't been all that good this year. Atlanta, like you said, has been awful. Um, they, I guess the one thing about the Falcons, they, they've played six games. They're one and five. They've played four road games and only two at home so far. So they're going to get obviously their third home game this week, but I mean, it's Rams minus three for a reason, and I don't think. I mean, this isn't one of my plays, but but I would, if I had to pick, I would absolutely take the. I would lay the three with the Rams for sure. And again, I don't. I don't see how this game. I mean, if it doesn't go over, it's going to be at like fifty-two. Like you're going to be right there. So. Well, and the Falcons yeah. have yeah, a, this... pun- a puncher's chance. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's an expression. Yeah, this but... this is not. I guess I should have kind of explained that before. So at the very end of the show, I'll actually give the ones that are like I'm going to lock in and take. But like this mm-hmm. one is more just for kind of like conversation. I mean, could I take – would I t- think about taking the Rams versus Falcons over 55? Like I I would consider it. But like John said, like it's one that if you're uh, you know a risky guy and you like to do that, go ahead and take it. But if you're trying to play it safe, do three or four plays – 
Like this is just not one of them there should be. You should just do the cupcake ones. And well, I think the, the, the major, I guess the, what we really should talk about with stuff, stuff like this. And this is not just for this game for the, the Rams Falcons over. It goes for betting in general. Um, you know, it's, this is nice that we get to talk about this stuff on Saturday and we're looking ahead to Sunday's games and stuff. Um, but knowing where that line opened, that's really important too. So if that total opened up at 48 and it's now at 54, like there's z- there's no value in taking the over. Like you've lost all the value, right? And it might even be smart to bet the under simply because it's been inflated by six points and we don't know if that's accuracy or steam or, you know, we're not really sure. But, I mean, you're, you're always somewhat guessing, obviously, a little bit. But um, but the point is, is that there when you if you knew that the line opened up at 48 and now it's at 54, you've you've already lost a whole touchdown worth of value. And so that that makes it a hard bet to make at that point. So, well, but, that's a um, good point. And I think also, too, to add on to what he's saying, it's probably if you if you really enjoy doing this, you may want to try to get in on these lines um, earlier in the week if you uh, if you if you feel like you don't need direction to make up your mind because some of these lines do open up at more beneficial yeah. points. You know, absolutely. That's, that's yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah, and just something I just thought of this for all you guys back home. This is just great producing me thinking of something on the fly and explaining it to them on live air, but. At the end of uh, the show, would you guys rather do the DFS portion or maybe come up with three to four best bets that we like all three or four? The uh, You know what? I'd rather do the DFS because, you know, if like – because John's best bet article. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and yeah. we could – No, never mind. We could do a choice. Like I'll take DFS. If you guys want to take lines, it doesn't matter to me. Well, but I don't want to like – Confuse it. John's article doing that. That's I mean that's been that's been good for us. So I don't want to I don't want to mess. The with problem that. with my DFS lineup is I played Philip Lindsay on Thursday and it's embarrassing. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I wouldn't. But see that I think that's that's important to, though uh, to talk about. To be honest with you, because there, that was right after that game. I saw a tweet from Mike Clay and he was talking about how he was getting drilled on Twitter. Everybody, you know, oh, thanks for telling me to play Philip Lindsay. And it's like, who is, who is sitting Philip Lindsay? Yeah. Like, it's a good play. You know, in a home game against the Kansas city chief who have given up 200 yards rushing like each of the last three games. Yeah. If you're not playing Philip, I mean, if you're, if you're capable of sitting Philip Lindsay in that spot, like yeah. you don't fantasy's not for you, man. You need to find some other hobby. Like you, you gotta, well, you gotta do something else. It's just like playing poker, okay? If you're right, you know, if if the flop comes and you're a seventy five percent favorite, you have I don't know what the hand is, ace ten, and you top, you know, it flops aces, and you're a, a heavy favorite, and the river comes and somebody chased you out that had like a five percent chance of winning. That doesn't mean you should have folded. It just means you made the right play, and it didn't yep. work out for you. You need to move on. You need to trust the process. So I guess Philip Lindsay Thursday was part of my process, and I'll just pay for that. So no, it's you're you're, <laughs> you're absolutely Chandler. correct. Chandler's not old enough to have any any poker on his resume. Yet. What you're talking That's, about? I'm like 40 years old. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I got us so off track there. Damn, it I, doesn't matter. This, this going right into my fourth best bet. Uh, 
This one, I believe in full heartedly. I'm going to give you guys a little, I'm going to give everyone there out there listening a little warm up to this. Vegas knows everybody watched Sam Darnold and the Darling Jets take down America's team, the Jets, take down some team named the Dallas Cowboys that nobody knows or loves. Mm-hmm. So now they know, being Vegas, that everyone thinks Sam Darnold is here to save these Jets. Well, me personally, you don't have to agree with me. I choose to believe in the guy that has six, going to be seven Super Bowl rings and the greatest coach in NFL history can win by 10 to this Jets team who is in the top eight worst teams in the NFL. So that being said, I'm taking the Pats as the 10-point favorite in New York, which is bold to do to take a road dog 10 points. But the Patriots haven't found their stride yet. And what better way to just mollywop someone's ass than your rival in their place with this brand new darling quarterback that they just got back from Mono because apparently he was at a teenage party making out with someone in a closet. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I'm taking Pats. Seven minutes uh, in heaven he wishes he had back. <laughs> it was with Le'Veon. It was with C.J. Mosley. That's why he's been out. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw shade on your pick. Um, that's just too many points. And the Jets the Jets were one of my picks this week, so I'm just gonna hop in. Ooh. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's at New York. It, I watched the game last week, and the Jets were motivated. They're getting Mosley back. Um, I still think Le'Veon Bell is one of the most talented players in the NFL, and they're gonna no. they're gonna yes, they're gonna take the air out of the ball. <laughs> uh, New England's gonna win the game, I believe, but uh. And I know from past experience that Chandler hates Adam Gase. Um, I've heard him talk about Adam Gase a lot. Yeah, so he's just piling on he's Adam not, Gase. He's not a girl. He's not a hero. He's never. He's never done anything. He's I'd, never done anything. I respect his job he did in Miami. That those teams. Freddie Kitchens has a better resume than him. Those teams <laughs> in Miami had no talent. Well, no talents over. That's. You should never say that about anybody because that's stupid. But I don't think they were all that talented. And he won some games there. They battled. You know, he had Tannehill for that entire time making all that money. Yeah. I'm not saying he's good, but I'm saying the jury is out on Gase. I don't. I think the Jets were stupid to give him all that control. But if there's I mean, any way, I don't know if you believe this, but if there's any way somebody out there believes that Adam Gase deserves a head coaching job, but Steve Wilkes does not. I don't know that I, I – I don't know. I don't know. Steve Wilkes has been, you know, in his tenure in the league, has been one of the best at adapting to play styles as a defender. Now, does that mean he should be a head coach? No, but Adam Gase doesn't know a lick about defense. I mean, he's literally known as just running the offensive show. And I know that they haven't had Sam Darnold the whole time, but this That's Jets critical. offense has been awful. I, I It is critical, but also Peyton Hillis – and the Browns won a few games without a quarterback. You got Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is better than Peyton Hillis was. Well, week one, the yeah, Jets but... had Buffalo beat, and they, they coughed it up, and then they lost the guy to Mono. So basically, this is week three for the Jets and, and what we can actually watch and judge them on. Yeah, so. and I mean, the Jets have been... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you can be 
overstated how bad Luke Falk is as a quarterback. Yeah, like, he's pitiful. They cut that, him. There are some backups that are, you know, playable. There's some guys that you don't – you obviously hope they never get on the field, but if they do, it's like, okay, well, this guy isn't going to kill us. But Luke Falk was killing that team. I mean, that is insurmountable. And think about this. This is something that uh, if you're back in the Jets, the, you're going to like to hear, that's for sure. Um, the Jets are 12th in the NFL in yards per play given up. So defensively, they're 12th. Now, that's impressive considering the types of positions they've been put in, you know, having Luke Falk at quarterback. I mean, yeah, you just you can't underestimate how important it is to, you know, you you get you finally get, you know, the other team to punt. Right. And you're, you're the Jets defense. You get a punt. You get off to the sidelines and, you know, Luke Falk's going in. And you can barely even sit down and unsnap your helmet and talk about what just happened. And all of a sudden, the coach is going, okay, punt, punt team. And you're like, okay, so we got to go back out there again? Like, that is – it's tough, man. It's really tough. So to be that good, as as good as they are, and and to be, you know, put in those kind of positions, I think – and, and like, uh, what's called – like like you said, Goose, Mosley's going to be back. I mean, that's a huge piece. So, I don't know. I would be uh, inclined to take the points. Josh Gordon just announced being out versus the Jets. But as Eric said earlier, I don't know that that makes either side more enticing. Philip Dorsett's Josh Gordon's basically not been there. He's very solid. And they're really high on that rookie. Isaac, I know Isaac's listening. He's part of the ATP team for you guys who don't know that. But he has not been able to write anything yet because he's been working nonstop making tanks for our president. Uh, (laughs) But he is an avid Patriots fan. And he knows this. There's this rookie wide receiver. He's Jacob Meyer. Just yeah, he loves oh, him. And Jacoby, so, Jacoby Myers is. Oh yeah, yeah he looked really good in the preseason. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So well, and, uh, and what's his name too? Uh, the um, the one from Arizona State that they took who's on IR. He's gonna. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be back soon too. Yeah, week, go ahead and stash. I don't know. Week nine. No, stash. I don't think so. Yeah, stash, stash him though. If you're in any yeah. uh, kind of a deep league, definitely stash Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Nikhil yeah. Harry or, or Myers too. If you can fit Myers on your bench somewhere, pick him up. Because if Gordon, if Edelman stays hurt all year and Gordon just doesn't come back, you you could, you know, you could really have something there. Well, and yeah. back to the game though. New England, they're I think make they're going to win the game. Yeah, I'll make it. They're going to win the game, but their offense has been struggling even against the Giants. And I just wanted to revisit it just to mention how bad Sony Michelle sucks. I mean, just. See, he's, I don't know if that's he so, sucks. I don't know if that's so much Sony Michelle. I mean, they, the pa- Patriots have like three. They are missing three. They're missing two or three offensive linemen right now for the year. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Uh, you know, Bel- yeah. Belichick can scheme around not getting Tom Brady smoked, but in the run game, you can't hide a terrible offensive line. No, and their line is bad. You're right, but he's running like I don't. I mean, I don't want to use um, insensitive language on this pod. He's just, he's falling down easily. Put it that way. Were you going to say yeah. running like a bitch? I, I was going to say something that was um, not not nice to women. And I have a five-year-old daughter, so I'm trying to break that. You know? Oh, See, I, when I When I think of running well like done, a bitch, well I don't think Thank of you. women, mostly because my girlfriend can beat the crap out of me, so I just don't really associate the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she terrifies me. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
No, but oh, we spent okay. way too much time talking about my bad picks. So let's talk <laughs> about one of your guys' best bets. All right, I'll I'll step up here. Um, I don't really have a ton of analysis for this one. I've just watched a few games. But let's be real, we can't watch every game. So there's certain teams I enjoy watching, and uh, especially the four o'clock games because that's when I'm chilling. Um, Arizona right now I feel like is on the come. They've they've got a uh, a tough loss to, or the tie to Detroit. Like let's say they won that game, and then they're riding a two game winning streak. I don't care if it's against subpar teams. Right now they're uh, three point underdogs this week, and against the Giants. And you know it's in New York, but uh, I'm I'm pretty firm on taking Arizona right there. I mean if you just want to boil it down you've got two below average defenses so it's basically to me it's quarterback show and it's kyler murray versus um the guy that got booed at the draft um i know his oh name. daniel jones yeah. yeah i know his name but uh now saquon's back who knows if he's up to speed or not guessing by what i've seen on him in the past he's probably is up to speed but uh i did i think arizona could could blow him out to be honest now I could be I could be stupid, but I just feel like Arizona's gonna tear that game up. Plus Patrick Peterson's back, and uh, Jones had five turnovers last week. I know it's a really tough matchup, but I I just see teams going in a different direction here, and I'll I'll take Arizona if anybody wants to talk on that. Yeah, I would I would agree with you there. Um... I think uh, grabbing the point, I, I might, it, it's interesting, I might grab the points, it, like let's say this game were in Arizona and the Giants were getting three, I, I might just take the points with that too. Like both teams um, have bad defenses, so you know, you're probably going to see a lot of offense on either side and, and either team will be able to pretty much do what they want as far as, you know, when they're on, uh, when they have the ball. But, um, but yeah, I mean... I, I, if you really had to pick, I think I, I've liked what I've seen with um, Arizona, especially recently. Um, early on, the first week or two, uh, Kingsbury was calling. They were running almost all their plays out of 10 personnel. So uh, if 10 personnel is um, when uh, it's a way to signify who's on the field for the offense. Um, so the first number is the number of running backs on the field. The second number is the number of tight ends. And then the running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers, it will always add up to five. So you can just infer from, you know, what information you don't have, that's how many wide receivers. So in 10 personnel, you have one running back, no tight ends, and four wide receivers. They were running something like 75% of their plays out of that. And the league average is like 7%. It's something really, 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 you know, non-existent, basically. Um, but in recent, the last four weeks or so, they've been doing a lot less of that, and they've looked a lot better. Um, and Murray, Murray's looked fantastic, and they've played some pretty hard defenses too. So, yeah, I mean, if you, I, no problem there. If you had to pick a, a, a team to back in this game, I would, I definitely take the points with Arizona for sure. And I think that's a lot of the reason they were struggling in the red zone the first few weeks because they, uh, there for a while, they didn't even have a red zone touchdown, and you know that nope. that ten personnel is not good in the red no, zone it's, it's just it's yeah too it makes easy. it hard it makes it really difficult yeah and and david johnson i don't know if he's playing this week or not i know i know he's questionable um but he's I gonna think play he, as of yeah, now i think he's 
he's really going to start finding his groove, I think, um, in that yeah. offense. He he fits Absolutely. what what they do. I mean, he's basically a receiver. I think he's on pace for like 80-some catches. So mm-hmm. that really doesn't mean anything towards the line, but I think it helps Arizona move the ball. So. No, but it's one way. It's one way that uh, New York is going to struggle to um, cover them. You know what I mean? If you yeah. you have a running back like him that can catch passes like he can, the touchdown he caught last week at the end of that game, it was that was, was incredible. Insane. I mean, Murray dropped yeah. it in, and he just he made a catch that when you see that, you don't think that's a running back. That looks like a wide receiver. That's it was impressive. Yeah, he's got a nice skill set. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm not gonna I don't agree or disagree with any of you, and we're running short on time, so I'm not gonna dispute either of that. Who, either one of you, who has another best bet? Because those were all great points. Well, I've got um, I've got one that's gonna lead right into uh, one that Goose has, so this will be good. Um, so I'm gonna take New Orleans plus four uh, at Chicago. Um, so Chicago's coming off their bye; they're at home, and Trubisky appears to be in line to play this game. So seems to be kind of lining up for Chicago. Um, but I, one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is really interesting to me, um, we always think, oh, the team's at home and they're off a bye, and that's a really good spot. You know, you're rested. You've had extra time to prepare. But nothing could be further from the truth. This is really crazy. So um, from 2011 through, through last year, through 2018, uh, teams coming off a bye um, – are, there have been 105 instances where they've come off a bye and they are at home, and they are 43 and 62 against the spread. So those teams are only covering 41% of the time, which wow. is completely counterintuitive. You think that's the best spot you could be in, home off a bye, but then you look up and say, well, wait a minute, these teams aren't, they're just not covering at all. So it doesn't appear to be any kind of an advantage, and that's eight years worth of data. That's a lot of data. So. Um, one of the plagues of the NFL is small sample size, but that, that isn't one. So that's good to know. Um, yeah, that is not anecdotal at all. That's, you almost have to give respect to a number that's that, that goes that far back. I would have never guessed that either. You're doing a pretty good job on the, uh, deep cuts today, buddy. <laughs> well, stuff that, I mean, thank you. And the stuff that, that blows my mind is stuff like that. And it's, I think it's relevant and it's important to know cause it's just a lot of, I think a lot of NFL I guess knowledge is stuff that we presume to be true without really knowing it to be true. It's it's there are things that feel true, you know, home teams off a of buy that feels like a good spot, but it turns out that it's not. So that's important to huh. to know. Um, and then the other issue with Chicago is that they are, and this is a stat that um, this is a proprietary stat from Warren Sharp. And if you if you guys out there listening do not know who Warren Sharp is, and you're a football fan. Please Google him. Go follow him on Twitter. His, that's his. I think his. Oh, his handle is Sharp Football. Um, he's yeah, one he's of the smartest people in the world. Oh, it's incredible. Really, really good. So, his stat that he came up with is called uh, Early Down Success Rate. It's EDSR, and it talks about how good are you on first and second down, such that you don't even have to worry about converting third downs. You know, you always hear about, oh, a team is converting third downs at, you know, a 58% clip and that's great. But, you know, other teams are, they don't, they don't even get to third down because they're so good on first and second down, you know, that it doesn't even matter. And that has a, according to him, and this is all stats that he's come up with, he 
turnovers correlate the most with winning in the NFL. So you win the turnover battle, you're going to win 80, like 2% of the game, something like that. Early down success rate correlates at an 81% rate. So being good on first and second down is really, really important. And the Chicago Bears defense this year is 23rd in early down success rate. So they are really bad on first and second downs. That's way, you know, way below league average, obviously. Uh, Buster screen has been an absolute liability. Uh, is it Kendall or Kyle Fuller? I apologize. Uh, thank you. Is it oh. Kyle? <laughs> we don't know. The Fuller that's on the Bears right now is having kind of a down season. And then they just put um, Akeem Hicks on IR as well with an elbow injury. So, I mean, you're, you've got one of the best coaches in football, Sean Payton, uh, who has done nothing short of miraculous work with Teddy Bridgewater and winning every game since Breeze went down. Um, but their defense is firing off. Uh, the Saints defense is sixth in early down success rate. I mean, Trubisky is not scary at all. I don't even think he's that big of an improvement over um, uh, Chase Daniels, to be honest with you. So I would say I'm taking the points with New Orleans all day long. Well, and one of my calls here. Yeah, those were great stats. And uh, Thanks, guys. It, it piggybacks into one of my locks for the week. And just on a side note, I had basically three people give me feedback from the last pod I did. Uh, one was my boss at work, so whatever that is. He and then he, he did listen. And then, uh, and he doesn't even like football. He, I think he's just creeping on me. And, uh, <laughs> my mother actually said something. And then the other guy, the other guy that bitched at me for not getting a shout out, Austin T. Miller. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, bring you this call by Austin T. Miller. Um, or it's sponsored by Austin T. Miller. It's my call. And I want to give his no, team no. the teal curtain, um, in our oh, league of record. The teal curtain that he is 0 and six, and I just wanted to give him a little shout out there. But uh, hmm. so this pick is brought to you by his 0 and six teal curtain, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the under, which is crazy because it's 38 point over under, and that that's pretty dang low. And but I feel comfortable there because these two teams are both bottom five in the league in uh, time per play. New Orleans is actually the second slowest offense out there and that's probably all teddy bridgewater related but they've completely shifted gears into a defensive uh minded team kamara's probably out you know so they're going to be going with uh latavius murray he runs straight and he runs hard uh um, kamara is he has been ruled out for the game he will not play yeah so there's just another another uh tick in the belt of the people that want to take the under so long story short these are two offenses kind of with similar game plans they're you know they want to establish a run probably i don't think neither one will be able to uh new orleans is i, I actually run. uh real quick i haven't said much um lately akeem hicks being out for the bears i actually think latavius murray is going to be able to just gut the bears defense and them you know rokon smith can only do so much in that second level i think latavius murray is going to have a big game they have been susceptible i'm going They've back been susceptible well, no, there's yeah. there's basis for that call. I mean, you're you're probably you probably have more backing you on that call than I have on saying they will struggle. I just I don't like Murray. Um, That's fine. Yeah. No, he's not an elite guy, and like you said, you said it perfect. He runs forward. Like if it's if there's anything to do side to side, you're you don't ask him to do it because he can't. 
Yeah. But running Leroy straight Hoover. forward downhill, no problem. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, I think he, I think he leads the NFL in like goal line or touchdowns from inside the five yard line in the last like four years or something, something crazy like that. He's he's really good around the goal. But anyways, yeah, the point is, right. is I. I think you're I think you're dead on with this under. I think that's a really good call. This uh, if Chicago's defense is able to play well, then that helps us. And even if they get gashed a little bit, it, New Orleans Teddy Bridgewater just can't light up a team. He's it's not going to happen. Yeah. They're on the road. They're going to have to play a little bit more methodically and carefully. Even if Murray has a nice game, getting to 38 is going to be really tough. This that's a good under. Thank do you, you guys uh, on that part? Do you guys have? John, I think you have a couple more best bets. I definitely wanted to hit one more for sure. Um, the uh, and everybody, you guys can find uh, this article is going to be posted soon on uh, across the board sports. So atbsports.net. Yeah. So look for uh, best bets week seven. Um, but uh, we went, we're going to take the over in the Seattle Baltimore game. So this is a four twenty five game. Um, Seattle is home. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, traveling out to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And the over-under right now is 48.5, somewhere around there, 48.5, 49. Um, this is, this is going to be a fun game to watch, a really fun game to watch. I mean, whip, whip through a couple of these stats. So Seattle and Baltimore are both top 12 in early down success rate on offense. Uh, on defense, they're both bottom three on early down success rate as far as defenses go. So they are very good on first and second down when they're on offense and really bad when they're on defense. Um, they are, they're both in the top five in red zone efficiency for the season. Um, and then a couple of peculiar things, too. When an opponent scores over 17 points against the Ravens, Baltimore is 8-2 to the over the last two years, uh, including a perfect 7-0 with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. So... If you think that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks will be able to score over 17 points at home versus a really bad Ravens defense, then this stat plays to your favor. It should go over. Um, Seattle, in their last 15 games, uh, just 15 total games, they're 12-3 and three to the over. And the only three that haven't gone over are two this year, week four against Arizona, who wasn't that offense wasn't really good that day, that's for sure. And then week one against Cincinnati, which they – were okay in that game, but um, it wasn't anything super special. Yardage totals were good, but they couldn't score as much as they probably would have wanted to. And then week 14, 20, uh, last year, it was a Minnesota Vikings game, which Minnesota's offense was obviously pretty poor, So especially in the second half of the season. Um, so, yeah, uh, everything points to the over. Um, I, would, uh, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch and a fun game to bet on the over for sure and just be rooting for touchdowns like crazy. I think that's what we're going to see. So take the over in the uh, Seattle-Baltimore game. Yeah, I like that. Do you uh, – and like John said, you guys can find all of this in his article. We'll post it all over Twitter. Um, like our our handles are at the beginning of the podcast, if you forget that. Uh, we'll post it all over AT, atbsports.net. And it's not that I wanted to cut you guys off so we couldn't talk about that game. But we're at about at an hour, but I still want to do the DFS lineup if you guys want to. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, we can do All it right, quick. All right, so for what for you guys listening out there, you guys and gals and gentle turds, we're going to build a lineup together, one that we agree on, which so let's hope we can agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go through DraftKings. 
Hopefully not for long. Hopefully I do something with fantasydraft.com. What? Um, anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, so we're going. I'll give you guys a second. We're going what? cash cash game here, right? Like solid solid plays? I just did classic lineup. Okay. Yeah, solid plays. Okay. Nothing I am ready. Else. Yeah, I think I'm ready too, actually. All right. Let's so let's let's just kind of walk through this. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk and then we'll find a team that we all agree on and then what we'll do is we'll actually post this team on our social medias and uh maybe even add it in to a DFS article or something for all you listening. But I guess I'll just start at quarterback. I'm kind of looking at the prices. Uh, you know, I really like Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray, but for that price, I just don't. I don't find it reasonable. If you're paying 6,100 for Daniel Jones, just pay the 7,000 for Deshaun Watson. So my first thought is Gardner Minshew. I think is way overhyped right now. I think he's as bloated as a dead animal on the side of the road. But he's accurate as all hell, and he's pay- playing against Cincinnati, who actually has both starting cornerbacks out. And I, I don't know who the hell on that team is going to start stop Westbrook or Chark. So I, I like Gardner Minshew at fifty four hundred. What, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me go ahead and double down on that one right there because uh, Minshew, you're right about his being him being accurate. Um, do you know that Jacksonville has faced the hardest schedule of opposing pass defenses so far this season in the first six weeks? Good God. And guess who has the easiest schedule of pass defenses for the rest of the season? Jacksonville. You got it. Ding, 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 ding. So if you got Gardner Minshew, not only in uh, Daily Fantasy for this week, which is a great play, but in some, you know, and you're just streaming quarterbacks in your fantasy league, your season long stuff. I mean, Gardner Minshew, it's, it's, it's mustache time, baby. Light him up. (laughs) I, uh, you know, this is a democracy here, so. I will cede <laughs> to you fellas, but uh, I am not endorsing Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think he's overhyped. Uh, <laughs> I love him, but there's just at no upside. Hundred against no upside. Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati, though, that's upside. That's all the upside. Goddamn need. It's one week fantasy running mm-hmm. game. They're gonna run the ball forty. I think they're gonna they they're gonna run the ball. However many times you can run the ball, that's how many times they're going to run the ball. Well, that's going to set up a nice play-action pass for an ADR <laughs> touchdown to DJ Chark. So, Gardner Minshew, against all of Geisler's will, <laughs> that'll be our quarterback. <laughs> Running back, I and I don't want to have to be the person that says the first name every time, but I was scrolling through, and Josh Jacobs, also not a big fan of, like long-term-wise, but Green Bay, for some reason, has been very bad against the run. Now, I went back and looked at who they played, and they've played some great running teams. I think I actually alluded this with me and Geisler on the last podcast. But uh, according to DraftKings' run defensive statistic, the Packers sit at 25th. And Josh Jacobs is averaging 16.7 points per game, and his salary is grand. So my reasoning for him is that either way this game script works out, he's going to be involved because he's a pass-catching running back. So I like Josh Jacobs as one of the running backs or flex option here, but obviously you guys can disagree. Well, Jacobs, it is a nice matchup and a nice price. Uh, the Packers are giving up 29.7 DraftKings points per game to the running back position, and he's got a full Ooh. workload there. 
Uh, always follow the workload. That's why I wasn't on Minshew. That's why I'm. I am on Jacobs. I'm not playing him personally, but I I can get behind the Jacobs. No doubt about it. I like I like that play. I mean, everybody in the world is going to be playing Fournette, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. against Cincinnati, right? Like every fantasy, every DraftKings, FanDuel, every fantasy lineup, DFS lineup is going to have Fournette in it, correct? Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. much, yeah. So, pretty... yeah, you're jamming him in, that's for sure. And then it's trying to find, you know, some other spot. And so, yeah, uh, Jacobs makes sense. That's uh, that's not a bad play at all. Um, so, do, for, well, how about let us right in, do you want to go Jacobs, Fournette, or do you not want to? Well, if we're let me throw out one. If we're going to pivot away from um, Fournette, uh, okay. I would say Devin Singletary uh, uh, against Miami, um, who is finally healthy, coming off their bye, so he's had extra time to rest. Obviously, um, I mean, wh- what's what's Buffalo going to do? Uh, tell Josh Allen to throw it a bunch? Like, see, here's this is. I don't know if it's just because I like a good, good old-fashioned running back, but for some, I like Frank Gore better in that situation. And I don't know if it's because I have this perception that they're going to put the 50-year-old man in at the red zone, but I could 100% get behind Devin Singletary as well. But just he's just for some reason he's still not the first running back I think of when I think of Buffalo because hmm. Frank Gore's been playing since 1974. <laughs> still going but strong. I, well, Frank Gore is Jacobs, cheaper. Yeah. Jacobs, Singletary, Gore, Fournette. I can get behind any of those four guys. So we gotta we gotta narrow this down. Well, if we okay. if we go, we already went cheap. You know, Jacobs is cheap. Um, if we go cheap for our second guy, we went cheap at r- both running backs and quarterback. So if we do that, we're planning on spending big on wideout. Well, yeah, there's a wideout that I really like this weekend, but. Just there's one wide. Really there's like. one wide out that is non-negotiable this week. Are you, you gonna say Amari Cooper? No, Cooper Cup. Oh, I have him in there too. I yeah. have Cooper Cup and uh, Amari Cooper. I know Amari Cooper's scary because the injury, but he eats Philadelphia alive as a cowboy, and Philadelphia's secondary is the worst in the NFL. Um, but Ronald Darby's Ronald Darby's back. So yes, there's, that's true. So Darby's gonna what, play this week, and then what are we I, doing at running back? That's what we gotta figure. Are we going Josh Jacobs for sure? If so, I'll plug him in. Yeah, we can go Jacobs. Well, it sounds like it sounds like we need to figure out if uh, one of those guys is gonna be in the flex, right? I mean, like, I guess oh, the first question point. is, are we putting we gotta put Fournette in at one spot, right? I would I would be very okay with going Fournette as our running back one. And okay. Josh Jacobs is our Fournette back Jacobs is is a good combo. Okay, so then we're, now we're at okay. the wide receiver. Okay. And so if I, I agree with the Cooper Cup over Amari Cooper. John, if you're on that, we can add that right in because Atlanta's – that Cooper Cup, while he's uh, the Rams' third – I mean the first best receiver, he's treated as the third best receiver still. And he's usually got a second or a third cornerback status on it for some godforsaken reason. So I'm behind Cup. Yeah, Cup is uh, – Cup can definitely be in the lineup. As a quick aside, I – I think that this is going to be a Brandon Cooks game. Um, okay. So if somebody, if you're, if you like the lineup so far, but you're thinking, eh, I don't, Cup's going to be highly owned, and I want to go somewhere else with it, uh, this is going to be a Cooks game for sure. Cooks is two thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah, I like Cooks this week as well. I, I, I mean, like. You're I not would be get... okay with adding both in. I'd be okay with taking Cup out and putting Cooks in. 
What do you guys think? The problem is well, if you, why if don't you we... do that, you have to play Jared Goff. You can't you can't stack the Rams and then not play golf. That, yeah, I wish I'm not okay going with golf. I'm a golf yeah. believer, but I'm just talking through all the options so people know this is legit. We're not just like already pre have this set. Yeah, we're just thinking um, on the fly here, people. I another thing is, and this is a crazy streamer, but like I'd be okay with playing an Auden Tate. Uh, if we want to go like two expensive wide receivers and then an Auden Tate or even Goose's boy. Alan Lazard. Yeah, I'd be okay with taking that risk. Honestly, I don't know why I'm feeling it, but like if we went Cooper Cup and, you know, um, if we decided that like a Hopkins or an Amari Cooper was a good play this weekend and then going with a third wide receiver that's not as heavily um, priced. Well, what's Cooper or uh, not Cooper Cup? Sorry, what's Michael Gallup at? Sixty-five. Uh, he's pretty expensive. Sixty-five. 65? Okay, it's not okay. bad play though. I mean, no, I think that's the one I would prefer if you're going to pick one from that game, from the Dallas game. That's for sure. So, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah just because he doesn't have any, there's no injury risk or anything like that. Like, I, if Cooper plays, I there, I would be. There's got to be an over 50% chance that he doesn't finish that game. Or he's out there and he's doing the decoy thing where he's playing, but he's not really playing, and they're not really going to throw him the ball. But you got to at least you have to look at him when he's lined up. So All right, so we have Cooper Cup, and I'm okay with Michael Gallup. Goose, you good with that? Uh, yeah, we can go Cooper Cup and Gallup. I would suggest, this is just me, that we go maybe like a uh, – we don't have to be a cheap wide receiver, but – for the flex, like I like to have at least two expensive running backs because running back, in my opinion, is the most predictable of the positions. And wide Absolutely. receivers scare the absolute piss out of me unless your name's Cooper Cup. <laughs> but even someone as expensive as Tyler Boyd, uh, fifty six hundred. Now I know Jacksonville has had a great defense in the past, but and now you now as a as a person right now listening to this podcast, try to name five players on that Jacksonville defense. Now, if you're an avid sports rabbit fan, you can do it. But, you know, you you would struggle to name anyone outside of A.J. Bouye and Josh Allen if you're just the average, like, fan. So I like Tyler Boyd because I don't think this Jacksonville defense is – I don't think it's ever going to get back up to the status it was when they got to the AFC Championship game. Hmm. But I, I also like John Brown. Um, yes, yes, that's a good play. I would say that's a good play this week. Yeah, I'd rather play John Brown or Kenny Galladay over Tyler Boyd. So now I just thought my thought something else to myself. Do we maybe – I'm trying to find him. Is Cole, Cole Beasley's a bit cheaper than John Brown, and he's a possession, much more of a possession guy, or do we just want to say John Brown might get that big ball and go with John Brown? Because I'm fine with that as well. I don't want any part of Beasley. I – I need Either. upside. I, yeah. I need it. I need it like I need water. I mean, I'm not gonna take 12 points. Like that's not what I'm looking for. I don't care if it's cash. You know. All right. I want that. John Brown. Champion. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're on to tight end, and I'm just gonna write out and say it. I think Evan Ingram is a super good play here, even though he's basically the most expensive. Yeah, he's but be. I would honestly, I would easily go with someone like Hunter Henry. Yes, or even Jason Witten. Well, where are we at on seven hundred? Where are we at on average remaining player? We have forty four hundred left, so that's why Ingram scares the piss out. Let's of pick me. our defense. But you got to remember, your defense is two thousand ish. Let's pick our defense right now. That way we can. I. 
come back. Our defense. You don't want to make defense your last thing you pick. I think the defense has to be the Bears or the Saints, whichever way we pick, because one of those teams is going to play poorly on offense, in my opinion. Now, that being said, I would obviously still go with the Bills, the Patriots, or the Niners this week. Um, I'm just throwing all the options out there. Like, Patriots and Bills are ridiculously expensive, and the Saints are 2900 I mean, defense, you're hunting, you're hunting sacks and you're hunting turnovers. So you want to target shitty quarterbacks. So I'm completely good with the Saints right there. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Awesome. That was easier said than done. So I we have uh, 5000 left for average remaining salary. Do you guys want to pick a flex and then see if we can get a tight end that fits our budget first? Or do you guys want to go tight end first and then fit the flex with our budget? Um, uh, I mean, I guess I would say if we can – Let's get either Ingram or um, – uh, sorry, until I just lost it. Um, Henry? Yeah, Hunter Henry. If you just do Ingram or Henry and then see if uh, if the flex players, you know, that bounce off those two, you know, if we have Ingram, what's the flex look like? And if it's that bad, let's just pivot to Henry and get a better flex. So uh, before you said that, I picked Henry just to see. Okay. And the players that come up are you – know, Diggs is the top one, and then you have uh, Eckler – Four at sixty two hundred is just a terrible play because he's a like shot out of a cannon. Like you just don't know. Uh, McLaurin, Larry Fitzgerald is. I've played him in every lineup this year. But there's also guys like DJ Chark. Oh, Ty Hilton's only fifty nine hundred. That's impressive. Uh, they're at home. He has uh, in his career. I mean, everybody's talked about this, but in his career, he has crushed Houston. Um, so would would you guys consider going up to like a Gallup or a John Brown and trying to get look at that, or do you want to plug a fourth wide receiver in the flex? I guess that's a good point. It's probably better to have a running back there. It might be smarter to try to get Ty in the regular lineup and put a running back in the flex. I mean, Someone like I'm thinking walk. about is Chris Carson this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Safe. I like Carson in the flex. Yep. So yeah, for sure. That that's a, a way better way. Okay, so I'm going to go back. Flex, let's go get Chris Carson. Yep. All right. Can yeah, we put I'm Russell gonna, Wilson in there? I'm going to be no. playing this lineup this weekend. <laughs> All right, so Flex is Chris Carson. Let's go back to wide receiver and look at – who are we looking at? T.Y. I got to get T.Y. At tight end, that leaves us enough to get – Ooh. Dawson Knox at my against Miami. That's not bad. How much? How much do we have short. left? We only have thirty four hundred left. But we could we drop could go down. cut Gallup. We can go get Gallup. Pick up um, John Brown again. That would save us six hundred bucks, and that would put us back up to four thousand to get Hunter Henry. Or what about this? Yeah. I, what about this idea though? We could we could pivot off of the Saints and go down to Detroit Lions D. That'll give us six hundred, and then we have hundred. Then we have. I don't like that against. I don't trust. I don't trust any defense against Dalvin Cook, though. As much as I like the Detroit defense. Yeah. So, Lions. The Lions were actually going to be my second choice, to be honest with you. Um, I like. like, I like them at home. Twenty three hundred. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, what's it called? Their front. I mean, their front four is one of the best in the league uh, in the NFL, and uh, you get to play against Kirk Cousins, who I mean, he's he's going to make some mistakes on the road, so. If that I, gets us Hunter Henry, I'm all for it. Only, I, you know, looking at this, honestly, 
trying to I'm just trying to look at the bottom feeders of the league. Yeah. Gosh, even like the Cardinals and the Giants, like the Giants defense, they've been playing, but the Lions are cheap. The only thing that scares me is it's Kirk Cousins at a 1 o'clock non-televised game. Dalvin Cook could go for three touchdowns. But what makes me feel good is, like you said, and I've said it on a bunch of podcasts, the Lions have the best front four in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. They have one of the best safeties in the NFL. They have a defensive head coach and they just got freaking waxed by the refs on national tv yep yeah they could go either way after that so i'm okay with taking the lions you know they might not get i mean i definitely think that the vikings are going to score on them but i wouldn't put it past cousins to throw a couple interceptions now that he's feeling good about himself taking a couple risks plus defensive touchdowns defensive touchdowns are completely random i mean there's yep I mean, all I'm doing is being a parrot here. I heard Mike Clay say that. I heard him say a bunch of numbers that basically concluded in the fact that defensive touchdowns are random. So take it to the bank. And I don't hate the match. Yeah. yeah. I I guess what it comes down to is, so I'm looking at the people we had. If we went with the Saints defense, Hunter Henry, and John Brown, Mike, John Brown, Cooper Cup, and T.Y. as our wide receivers, that would work. Or we could go Dawson Knox against Miami. It's a tight end. Saints defense and keep Michael Gallup in the lineup. Gallup scares me. Gallup scares me. Let's go with the first one. Yeah. The play The play is right. Like the process, follow the process, you arrive at Gallup. I get that. But just on a personal level, I don't. The, the Cincinnati defense is ranked number one in DraftKings for pass defense. What the hell is going on? What's their algorithm? What on uh Wait what? Opponent rank. DJ Chark is playing the number one defense. Oh yeah, he is. That's because huh. everybody well, that's runs funny. all over him. That's why perception's not reality. I mean, they're getting they're the they're giving up thirty six DraftKings points per game to running backs. So yeah. it must be. Yeah, they're just every everybody that plays them scoring early and running the ball. Right. So that so, makes sense. Another, gosh, I'm all over the place, but Philip Dorsett's 4,800 as well. I know. I like he can Dorsett. Really off, but that's scary. The only thing that scares me is he's questionable, and wide receiver is just one of those plays where you want them 100% healthy. Yeah. I don't know what what. So what were we? What uh, which one are we leaning towards? I I feel like Ty and Cooper Cup are locked in at wide receiver. We mm-hmm. have to have those two. Okay. Chris Carson, do we all agree that we lock him into the flex? Absolutely. Against Baltimore? Yeah. Workload. Okay. And then yes. we have wide receiver, tight end, and defense left. And so the options were we could go Saints, Henry, and John Brown. This is just the people we've had. Lions. No. Lions, Henry, and then we could get a expensive receiver in there. Like, I don't know how much, but around six or 65. Or we could go – this is only one I've suggested. You guys didn't seem to like it. But Dawson Knox. I just like that play because Miami's so bad against tight ends. I but, like Dawson Knox, um, but – Hunter uh, Henry's a definitely safer play. Yeah, and I think Hunter Henry's way overrated right now too. Even though I love Hunter Henry, but everybody's just going gaga because last week he came back and caught balls. I wouldn't doubt Keenan Allen goes off this week, you know. But – yeah. It, it's all everything you can make a case for everything you just have to 
All right, then someone step up and just say, this is what the hell we're doing. Well, I vote to have Hunter Henry in the tight end spot. I would rather take a a, a shot on like John Brown as the third wide receiver than take than just take like a, a two in the you know two points at the tight end spot because Dawson Knox just doesn't have a game. That's all. I mean Henry's got to be even if he goes four for fifty, that's still a nine point game, and that's probably his floor. So yeah, his upside is much higher, and his price point is just way too low for a player his caliber. Like we probably should get right. on. He Henry. should be around. He should be where uh, what's his name is. He should be where um, the Giants tight end is. Yeah, he so, should be Ingram. within five hundred yep. of Ingram. Yeah, or, right. So it feels so, like stealing. So, do we want to go with the Lions or the Saints? Mm, the cheaper one, the Lions. Yeah. Okay, and then a wide receiver. How much do we have left? Michael Gallup. We have sixty-five hundred. Dang. I like Larry Fitzgerald. And then we'd have 400 left over that we could go look at quarterback or an upgrade on Jacobs. Hmm. I, I would love to only Corey. spend – I would like to get um, Galladay, John Brown, or um, – who was the other wideout you said? I think Larry because that's or kind Larry. of a safety blanket, and they're playing against the second-worst pass defense. I would like NFL. to take one of those three and then upgrade quarterback. That's what I would like to do. Okay, so this is just – and I like Galladay this week. I don't know why. For, I just I just do. See, the problem with the Lions is I don't know which one's ever going to go off, so I don't trust those assholes. No, he's, <laughs> so, he's got a low floor. But All right, so I'm going to plug in. Let's plug in quarterback first, and then we'll go back to the receivers. Okay. So I'd say probably one of my favorite quarterbacks this week is Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, or Kyler Murray. Yeah, I I'm all over this. Even Dak Prescott. This week, I love Kyler Murray. I love Jared Goff, and that's pretty much my list. And I I like I like Russell Wilson too, but I that's my list. Wilson, yeah, Wilson should have a game. Yeah, Wilson but Murray. Goff. Kyler, if if we're if we're gonna go with uh, Fitzgerald, which might be a nice play because I don't, I doubt Christian Kirk's gonna play again. I, he's been really iffy with that ankle, and I, I don't think he's gonna play. So, so if Fitz is playing and he's basically alone in the slot, I mean, the Giants get tore up in that spot. First of all, second of all, you could you could stack him and Kyler and feel pretty good about it too. So I I like that if we can afford it. I mean, Kyler Murray's a top okay. ten quarterback and he barely even has any touchdowns. I mean, what so exactly? To get Kyler, we just got to drop 900 somewhere. So I go down to that flex spot where we had Carson. Oh, that and sucks. If we can, it does suck, but truthfully, I think that that Ravens defense is pretty good and they need to come together sometime to mm-hmm. stop the run. So if we go Kyler and Fitzgerald, then at running back, I mean at the flex, we have people like Tevin Coleman against Washington. How much do we um, have if we do that? We have 56 remaining if we go Kyler Murray. So we could also, hmm. you know, God. Tevin Coleman's a good play. Yeah, Unless we cut. if Or we'd go John Brown, but I like Tevin This Coleman. is the life of DFS. We'd go, <laughs> we'd go with John. That's what Sutton. I was thinking of. What about, what about Latavius Murray? It's 5,100. Oh, I do like that a lot because Akeem Hicks is out, and Latavius Murray only knows how to run straight. He's a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. So if we go Latavius Murray and at tight end, we still have. We talked about Singletary before. He's only fifty four hundred, so we might be able to squeeze him in the flex instead too. 
I mean, if we're so, if we're going with guys, if we you've use already... Hunter Henry. Uh, it's at, we're at zero. We have Kyler, Jacobs, Fournette, Cup, Fitzgerald, Hilton, Henry, Murray, Lions. I can sign off on that. Yeah, man, I like that a lot. I do like that a lot. That took a lot of time, but well, I that's the way it, it goes. Was, I mean, that was I mean, that was fun as fuck. Yeah, yeah, but genius and language. great things often do take a lot of time. So you know, you just got to put up with it. And if yeah, man. I agree. <laughs> and if our lineup's terrible, you know what? I don't give a shit. You know, there's another. If it is, I'll go back and edit this part of the show out. Hey, that's why uh, God or Roger Goodell or whatever his name is made Week Eight. You know. <laughs> All right, I I sign off on that. For those of you listening, again, it's Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Cooper Cup, Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton, Hunter Henry, Latavius Murray. And the Lions defense, and we'll post that um, so you guys aren't left in the dark on that. But boom, man, I like that. And solid squad right there. Yeah, we talked about it before the show, but oh wait, no, we have five hundred dollars left. If you guys want to mess around, just real quick. Holy what? I thought we had zero left. My freaking, I was reading the wrong part. Got five hundred left. We can do it after the. We can change it after the show and then post it. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll really, be here all day. $500, that could left. take six hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really not... There's not, like, many spots that I would just be like, yeah, we got to upgrade there. Unless... I, I mean, know. after I talked you guys yeah. off of Gardner Minshew, I I feel great right now because... Cooper that, Cup. You guys are walking towards We got toward rid of Cooper death. Cup. We got rid of Cooper Cup and... um, just, oh, We're just going to do this real quick. If we okay, so if we, I'm just I know Cooper Cup is like a must play, but I'm just saying Julio's there. If we did this, I'm just looking at something. I already wrote. Well, Julio's going to get. Uh, I would say no. Julio's going to get um, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. See, so, this is this is my thing. This is my this is the thing that I'm kind of like whoa. Wade Phillips is very well known for taking his best cornerback and putting it on the second best receiver and then playing that double team on the receiver. Mm. So that's mm. something. Yeah. Mm. But what about DeAndre Hopkins? You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I like Hopkins this true. week, but I didn't know we were let's, shopping in let's... the top tier like that. Well, if we drop Cup, I mean, we can pick up – he's at 74, so we can pick up 500. You get you just get just about everybody. The only one that's out of reach is Julio, but you could have Thomas or Hopkins. I mean, Thomas, you obviously not take him, but Hopkins uh, on the road at Indy is not a bad play at all. So. All right, boys. So I just have done something that – you guys might hate me for, but I'm just I'm just looking. So if we went Dawson Dawson Knox, all right, and we picked Hopkins and Cup, and we have the flex. If we did Dawson Knox instead of Hunter Henry, we can do Hopkins Cup, and then we still have ten thousand five hundred for a wide receiver and flex. Well, that's not bad. Why don't that's we? Not bad. Okay, we've got Cup, right? Yeah. Why don't we play John's call, Cooks? And then and go with we golf. can s- switch to golf and run a ram stack. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, a ram stack a just idea. on paper is is the way. To, I mean, so in a cash it, game, that's pretty smart. Yeah. So that actually now we have six. We have eleven thousand. Uh, what what wide receiver are you guys liking for like around fifty five hundred? John Brown's there. John yeah, Brown. John Brown. John Brown. Or no, wait, Brandon Cooks. Brandon oh, Cooks, Cooks for fifty-four. That's Cooks. what we're doing. Yeah. Cooks for fifty-four. But then at the flex, we could go John Brown. 
if that's something you guys wanted to is do. Is that what we have? I'd rather do a running back. Yeah. Like, I'd rather do Singletary at, at, at the, in the flex, you know, get, grab a running back put there. Okay. Um, I mean, just for, you know, just safer to put a running back in the flex spot and smarter, I think. So if we did Singletary, we'd have 200 left. That's pretty much – we're pretty much set where we are. But this way, it's Jared Goff, Josh Jacobs, Fournette, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, and Lions. So we're kind of stacking that Buffalo team against that awful Miami defense, and we're stacking yep. that Rams team against that awful Falcons defense. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. It's, it's good, yeah. It's really good. I think I like this one better. What about you guys? I like A this, lot better. I like this lineup better than the other one. For the record, yeah. I'd rather have Tevin Coleman than Singletary, but I can I can sign off on Singletary. Oh, I like I like Coleman too. Put him in. Let's do it. We have two hundred, don't we? Yep. Yeah, that gets us to fifty six. That's yeah. perfect. Or I mean, to even. Yep, because he's fifty six hundred. I like. Here's the only thing that scares me about Tevin Coleman. If they go up huge on Washington, he's more of their. I don't know. I just don't know that they I'm run them both. They split pretty they good between both. him and Breda. So yeah, yeah. That's true. And anyways, the other thing that people forget is if they do go up big. He might be the reason why. You might yeah. have gotten a three touchdown game from him, and now you don't care that he's not playing anymore. You know I what mean, I mean? You gotta all follow. Right, all right, talk me off the ledge. Talk Fire it up, baby. You gotta follow. Put him in. Put him in. You gotta follow the Shanahan running backs. I mean, that's just. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I I like this. I like. Um. I really like Nuke. I'm sad that I don't have uh, Larry in, but. I'm glad we got Nuke in there, and this will give me a chance to play him for the fourth week in a row. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. It would have been nice to stack up on that Arizona Giants game, but they're pricing those people so heavy. They know. Yeah. They know we want to go there. Yep. Uh, Evan Ingram being more than – I mean, Evan Ingram being as much basically as like that, Cooper Cup is just nuts. And if any game has a chance to not live up to the hype and be a lot more dusty than we're thinking, it's probably Arizona and the Giants. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. could be a low-scoring game. Right. It could be. Like, uh, like, remember it was like, what, week one or two? We were like, Tampa Bay, and, you know, this is going to yeah. be such a shootout. And it's like seven to three at the half, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, absolutely. I think on that note, I, I like this lineup. Are you guys – Yeah, yeah I like any, it. Want to add anything else? Nah, it's much better. We did a good job. Re, uh, uh, good job uh, saying we got five hundred. Let's look back at this again. This re- that really changed it. That was impressive. So I mean, with three, with three got, with three chefs in the kitchen uh, – I think that's a decent entree. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Mouths Mal- Mal- are watering, babe. Mouths are watering. Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right, all yeah, we're bringing all, the, uh, bringing all Absolutely. the imagery or whatever it's called. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that brings us right to an hour and a half. It's longer than I wanted. But, hey, if you're still listening, thank you. You can split it up. You don't have to listen to it all at once. So. Yeah. This is, this, this is, you know, if there's not a college football game on that you like, just go ahead and give this a – listen um but yeah i think i'm ready to sign off on that note uh same here uh check out uh across the board sports atbsports.net for all of our writing and uh i can my name is john kaufman i can be followed at cleveland spider on twitter and that's spider with a y s-p-y-d-e-r so um thanks for listening goose you want to plug yourself yeah i'll plug myself um at atb goose uh, on Twitter, and I'm just glad you tuned in today. Make sure we download; it really helps us out. And if you like helping people oh, yeah. out, just hit the hit the download button. 
and subscribe. Download yeah. it, delete and, uh, it, download it again, delete it, download it again, <laughs> delete it. Keep doing it, man. If yeah, and, yeah, and if you don't, if you make don't sure like you're Chandler, listening on the Anchor app. Yeah, the Anchor app. Oh. And if you don't like Chandler, just DM me or John, and we can maybe come up with a uh, a podcast without him. So. You know, we'll I used to start. I used to think this was a joke, but now you've made a joke about every day this week. So I, I, I think you're fired. We're slowly yeah. phasing you out of the offense, sir. Slowly yeah. phasing you out of the offense. We're gonna well, someday right, when we have glass to put him behind, we'll put him back behind the glass. And uh, <laughs> just right. like Robin Thank on Howard Stern. For tuning in, don't listen to Geesor. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's never listened to a podcast in his life. But yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>